0: For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hey new life, great to be with you. Uh, we today are going to be in Matthew chapter four. And as we journey into this part, we have the whole chapter to do. And in this chapter, there are four different things that happens. One that happens is the temptation. Uh, Jesus is tempted. Secondly, Jesus makes this announcement. Third is that he calls some disciples. And fourth, we actually see the beginning of his public ministry. So we can't cover all that in 10 minutes. I had to pick one of these four. I figured that the temptation is been talked about a lot, and you can explore that on your own, you can listen to different messages on it, I would encourage you to do that, uh, and uh, that would be great. I think the calling to disciples is another one that has been looked at and talked about and Jesus', Jesus public ministry, well, we're going to see a lot of that happening as we go through the rest of the Gospel of Matthew. So what I want to do is I want to talk about this announcement that Jesus makes. It's a pretty important announcement. And I think it has something here for us to, to learn from. So let me start off with this story. You know, I don't know if you ever did this as a kid. Uh, I don't think this is the worst thing I ever did. But uh, yeah, you know, a couple of my buddies, we would wait, we'd find out which, which parents would be gone. And then we'd head over to that house. We'd grab a phone book. We'd grab the phone. And uh, back then it was a rotary phone. Uh, You can look that up too if you don't know what those are. But uh, we would find a number in the phone book and then we would dial it. We didn't know who it was and then we would say something like, hey, is your fridge running? And the response would be, yeah. And we would say, well, you better go catch it. I know, kind of silly. Or we would dial up and the person would say hello and then we would say something like, are you on the line? And they would say, yes. And we say, well, you better get off because a train's coming. I know, don't grow too hard, but that's what we used to do. You know, uh, Jesus today makes this announcement, and he says, in this passage today, he makes this announcement that we're going to look at, and the announcement he says is, the kingdom of heaven is near. And that's what I want to look at. The kingdom of heaven is near. And he calls for an action for the hearers. So let's read it here today. And starting in verse 12, and it says this, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea, returned to Galilee. You remember that John says, I have to decrease so he can increase. Well, this is part of John's decrease. His, His public ministry ends, and Jesus' public ministry now begins. He went first to Nazareth, then he left there and he moved to Comparium, beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebulun, and Nephtali. This fulfilled what God had said throughout the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and Nephtali, beside the sea beyond the Jordan River in Galilee where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land, Where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. So let's look at this announcement. The kingdom of heaven is near. And what did Jesus mean by the kingdom of heaven? Well, in the other gospels, we actually read the kingdom of God. So is Matthew making a different statement than what? The rest of the Gospels are saying? And the answer is actually no. Understanding that Matthew writes this book primarily to Jewish people, that for the Jewish people to utter the name of God, to say Yahweh, was very sacred. And so out of reverence and respect, uh, they would use different forms so they didn't have to say God, and yet they understood that it meant God. And that's really what's happening here with Matthew and so when we read this it is the fact that that Jesus is saying and has said the kingdom of God is near the kingdom of God is coming it's going to arrive this word kingdom and the way that Jesus says this really brings in and ushers in that there's going to be a revolution something is coming so like what uh, we would say is that are you on the line You better get off because a train is coming that's what jesus is saying he is saying listen there is something coming down the track it's pretty important it's pretty big and you better be prepared and that is the kingdom of god and it's going to start a revolution now for the jewish people here's the thing that it's important to understand they had been conquered by the romans about 60 years before Christ. And we see over the years, as we read the Old Testament, there are many times that because of the Jewish people and they did not follow, the nation of Israel did not follow the ways of God, they were overcome by different nations. And now the Romans have overtaken them. And they were looking for a Messiah to deliver them. They were looking for someone to cause this revolt, to go against the the nation of Rome and to stand up and to rule. They had studied this, they had looked for this, they had prayed for this, and they had prepared for the time that the Messiah would come. And so now Jesus is saying, hey, guess what? The kingdom of God is near. And they would have understood this as something of a revolt, a physical revolt, against the present-day government. They were looking that this kingdom would be not just a kingdom where a king would rule them as a nation, but he would rule the whole world because that's what we read in the prophecies. We just read that over Christmas time that the government will be upon his shoulders, that he will be given the name Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. All very strong leadership titles given to Jesus. And that's what they were looking for. They were looking for this Messiah. Jesus declares that the kingdom of God was coming like this freight train coming down the track and they needed to be ready. It was a warning to watch out. Therefore, Jesus calls them to accountability for the way that they were looking at the kingdom of God. That's why he was saying to them, repent. Now, repent has a very interesting nuances to it because repentance will always have associated this emotional response. When we know that we have done something wrong, we feel sorry for it. And in that, there's, there's, a, there's a part of repentance that comes. But, but repentance can't just stop of just at the place of just going, ah, I don't feel right about this, I was wrong about this. There needs to be an action to it. And what Jesus is calling them to is an action of, what repentance means, and that is to turn and go the other direction. It means that I'm gonna stop doing what I'm doing and I'm gonna start doing something different, completely different, not just kinda of different, but completely different, a 180 degree turn to do the right thing. And so Jesus is calling them to repentance. And he does this because the way they were viewing the King to come. They were looking at it, and they were wanting a government change. They wanted to take over the government. They wanted to take over by force. They wanted to see an earthly establishment of God's kingdom, where there was a physical ruler, a physical king over Israel and over the world. You know, what's also interesting is that when you go back to the temptations of Jesus, that is what Jesus tempted, Satan tempted Jesus with. He tempted him and he said, listen, if you fall down before me and you worship me, I will give you this world. I will give you this this entire world. You will sit on the throne and you can be king of this world if you will worship me. And of course we know that Jesus said no. And he did so by coming to Satan with scripture. But here's the thing. Jesus is saying it's not by force. We're not I am not I did not come here to overcome the government with force because that's darkness trying to overcome darkness. But he said I came to bring light into this world. That's why we read that the people who sat in the darkness have seen a great light. He is that light. It was such a dazzling light that we read in the account of the angels in the the shepherds uh, in the fields. When the angels come, it was a dazzling light. It was like a blinding light. And that is a contrast. You see, his kingdom is different than the kingdom on this earth. And the way that we are to approach bringing his kingdom to this earth is not by force. It's not by overcoming the government. It's not by forcing the government to do what we want them to do. It's not that at all, because God doesn't force us to do what He wants us to do. He comes and He presents it to us, and He allows us to say, yes, it's a change of our heart. Why why am I convicted of my sin? Because it is the Christ that is in me. Why do I not do the things that I don't do? It's because of the Christ that's in me. See, it's not a law that's going to change us. It is... It is Christ that changes us. It is the kingdom of God. So here's, here's, I think, the challenge for us, is that how are you and I seeing the kingdom of God today? Are we seeing the kingdom of God as what, on this earth, I have these rights? I have this privilege and I need to maintain my privilege? Or do I see it that I surrender myself to the kingdom of God, to the light, and let the light come into the darkness. You see, God's kingdom is this. It's one of love and forgiveness, of hope, of peace, of joy. It is truly the fruit of the Spirit. That is His kingdom. That is what He has ushered in. It is the fact that our sins can be forgiven and we can live in freedom. Even though we may be bound by the laws of this land, we are free in Christ, and nobody can take that away. And because of that, we hope for what is to come. Truly, Jesus announces something that is wonderful, and I would say in my own heart, I need to stop and ask the question, Lord, am I seeking your kingdom on this earth, or am I seeking the earthly kingdom on this earth? Let me pray. Lord Jesus, today we have just scratched the surface to what it means to seek the kingdom of God. Lord, what great news you have brought through Jesus, and may we live in the light that casts out the darkness. Father, may we see your kingdom in a new way, in a new light this very day. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you go about your week this week.